Welcome to Harvey's Huddle. I'm your host, Jackson Harvey. Welcome to part two of the ASC South. We uh, did part one a couple weeks ago. If you haven't already, go check that out. Um, I went over the Jaguars and the Texans seasons. Kind of predicted what's going on there. And if you haven't already, go check out that CFL preview introduction sort of thing if you're interested. I haven't really been uh, pumping these out as much as I would like to, but I'm working on it. A uh, lot going on. I'm trying to find the little moments to really pump these out. I think I'm going to be able to get a lot done this week. So check out for a lot of episodes. I might just be like mass uploading them. Um, so you can go and listen to whichever one you want, whenever you want. But make sure to look out for those and see how I think the NFL regular season is going to go. Uh, if you haven't already, go check me out on Instagram at Harvey's Huddle or on Twitter at Harvey underscore Huddle. Always fun to hear your feedback on uh, my predictions, my previews, what I think is going on. And also some of your questions about the regular season and um, what I think might happen in certain scenarios. So yeah, go check me out there. Uh, shoot me a message. Tweet at me. Do whatever you want. Uh, we're talking about the Colts and the Titans today. So let's start off with the Indianapolis Colts. They finished off the 2020 season 11 and five with a wild card berth, and they lost in the wild card game 27-24 in a really close game to the Buffalo Bills. I remember the end of that game was really kind of hectic in a way. Uh, the Colts could have pulled off a tie, but they managed to shoot themselves in the foot and couldn't get it done with Phillip Rivers at the helm. So Phillip Rivers promptly retired after shortly after that game, maybe a couple weeks after. And now the Indianapolis Colts, of course, they boast the one of the best defenses in the NFL and they managed to pick up Philadelphia Eagles quarterback Carson Wentz. Now, this offense of course is or was highlighted by one of the most impressive young running backs in the se in the NFL last season uh, in Jonathan Taylor. He was electric and probably one of the more consistent aspects of this team. Um, you could just tell, stats don't always tell the whole story, but you could tell when he ran the ball, he controlled where that ball was going. He wasn't going to be stopped by anyone, uh, or at least very easily by anyone. And it helps, of course, to have this kind of explosive uh, young running back behind one of the best, if not the best, offensive lines in the NFL in Indianapolis. It's just, it's fantastic to watch what this offensive line can do and what it continues to do week after week. And I think... I think that offensive line situation bodes well for bringing in uh, injury-prone Carson Wentz at quarterback. He, of course, was having an MVP season before he injured his knee in Philadelphia during their Super Bowl season. Um, funny enough, Frank Reich, who is on the coaching staff for the Indianapolis Colts, was his offensive coordinator um, during that season, that MVP caliber season, 
And so it'll be interesting to see what Carson Wentz can do with uh, Reich by his side again. And I'm excited to see it. I think it's going to result in quite a good offensive scheme. And I think we could see the resurgence of Carson Wentz here in Indianapolis. Uh, the wide receiver room is okay. It's it's good. It's not fantastic. You got T.Y. Hilton at a clear uh, wide receiver one position. And you got Paris Campbell or Michael Pittman Jr. who could line up in a good uh, WR2 situation and hopefully benefit from the attention that T.Y. Hilton's going to get. Um, other than that, you don't have a very quote-unquote household name situation going on in the wide receiver room, but these wide receivers could prove to be pretty all right, given the chance, and hopefully Carson Wentz can uh, make some magic happen, which I think he might just be able to do. On defense, this team is picture perfect. It it couldn't get any better. Uh, unless you had an all-star defense put together. I really like this defense, and they've only gotten better with the addition of Quidipaye. I think Quidipaye could end up being one of the front runners for Defensive Rookie of the Year. If not, he's going to be in the top three conversation, uh, probably alongside Micah Parsons and another player, but we'll see what happens. Uh, I really think he's going to thrive here in Indianapolis. Other than that, every other position looks absolutely solid. Um, you've got good players, if not great players, at almost every position here for Indianapolis. I think, if not the best defense, this will be a top four defense in the NFL. In terms of a record, I've got um, the Colts ending at 12-5 and with a really impressive win at home against Tampa Bay um, in there, and also a pretty decent win streak. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five-game win streak midseason. So I think that the Colts will be much more improved and could potentially vie for a spot at the top of the AFC South. Now, in terms of the Tennessee Titans, um, they finished last season 11-5, and five. Uh, they lost the wild card round to Baltimore, twenty to thirteen. I believe that's the game where Lamar Jackson uh, he left late in the fourth quarter for a few minutes and came back to lead the Ravens to the win. Um, that was either the fourth quarter or the third quarter. I, I can't really remember. The big headline going into the Titan season is the huge addition of Julio Jones, uh, and it's going to make this team either flop or it could help this team go to the next level and we'll see what uh, the Titans can do with that the makeup of the offense with the addition of Julio Jones is very interesting to me um, Ryan Tannehill though last year he took a good care of the football he only threw seven interceptions and he was in the top ten in terms of passing touchdowns thrown so the big question is how will Julio Jones add to this offense? Well, I I really think this team is ran, and no pun intended, this team is ran by Derrick Henry. 
he is the focal point. He is the center of this team. And I don't know how well Julio Jones is going to uh, play a part in this offense. I'm kind of concerned about Jones taking away some looks from Derrick Henry or Derrick Henry taking away some looks to Julio Jones. I'm I'm not sure how they're going to find that kind of equilibrium. Um, I think it's going to take a few games at least to do it if they are able to do it. But I, I don't know if they're going to be able to. And other than that, I mean... You've got a decent offense going on there. You got a decent offensive line. You just need to figure out the balance between the pass and the run game. Um, Derrick Henry and Julio Jones there. On defense, I think it's a, a big question mark for this team as well. Uh, they had the third least amount of sacks in the NFL last season, and they were among the worst in terms of passing yards and touchdowns, while they were middle of the pack in terms of rushing defense. Uh, Caleb Farley, who's the number 22 pick in the NFL draft, he's slated to start over in the secondary, and I think he could make a good impact as well. I don't know if you're going to see him in any defensive rookie of the year conversations, but there is a possibility that he could go off and have a, a great season. Uh, linebacking core looks solid. Jenkins and Bayard should be pretty decent in the secondary. Might be a good duo to look out for. But again, I'm not too sure about this defense for the Titans. Are they going to be able to stop um, a lot of the running game that's going to be coming at them from AFC South opponents? They're going to have to play six games against uh, some of the best running backs out there. And that's giving David Johnson quite the compliment. I don't think he's going to be that great, but... Are the Titans going to be able to stop the run? Are they going to be able to stop the pass? Uh, they need to change something and get coached up there in order to make a difference on defense. Now, in terms of their record, it gets a little interesting. I've got them at 9-8, and eight, which is the same record as the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, in terms of a tiebreaker, the first tiebreaker goes to the divisional record. Now, I looked at the common games, and... They both have a division record of 4-2. and two. So in that case, the tiebreaker goes to the record among common games. Um, among common games, the Jaguars, they are 2-6 and six in common games, other than the divisional games that they have. And in common games for the Titans, they're at 4-4. Four and four. So Titans are going to take second place. It's still... Yet to be determined if that's going to be good enough for a wild card spot. Um, of course, that puts the Colts at number one in the AFC South. So 12 and five, pretty good record for the Colts. Nine and eight for the Titans at second. Nine and eight for the Jaguars at third. And 0 and 18, 0 and 18, 0 and 17 for the Texans in last. Probably going to be getting that number one draft pick next season. Well, there you go. That's the end of the AFC South. Uh, that's the Colts and the Titans for you. Let me know what you think about these predictions. Um, let me know if you think I missed anything in my review of these two teams or of any of the teams that I've reviewed so far. Uh, again, hit me up on Instagram for those comments or questions at Harvey's Huddle or on Twitter at Harvey underscore Huddle. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Jackson Harvey. This has been Harvey's Huddle. Take care.